Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Two shows away from being my 100th episode of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. If you want to check me out and you want to get invited to the Zoom party that I'm doing this Friday at 8 p.m., you can easily do that. You can do it on a couple of different options. It'll be this Friday at 8 p.m., my 100th episode celebration for the supporters. You'll be able to come on my Zoom feed and interact with me. Ask me anything. It'll be an AMA. You'll be able to come on. There's some stuff I'm not going to talk about because I've made it apparent that I am not burning any bridges. It took me about two or three months since I got fired from the BRN to mend all the bridges that I fucking eviscerated after I got fired from those places. And I'm on good standing. Hell, I'm talking to Russ Rollins a couple of times a week. And I thought even a year and a half, two years ago, that would never be possible. And I feel bad for the people over there at Real Radio. I'm not saying any of those guys have the coronavirus, but I know some of them were exposed to people that do have the coronavirus. So I know a lot of those employees are on lockdown right now. I don't know if it's any of the other shows. I was running some errands and listened to Sean Wasson, the news junkie, and they said that they were in contact with people that have come down with COVID-19 and they're having to stay away from everybody, which really fucking sucked. Because iHeartRadio is a billion dollar company, maybe not a billion dollar, but close to it. And they can't take any chances endangering their employees. But back to my Zoom feed, you can do that. I'm posting the link several times a day on my Twitter and Facebook, twitter.com slash Tuttle or facebook.com slash Tuttle. You can go there, find that link. You need to register to be able to get on this Zoom feed and interact with me because I've been reading and the one thing I didn't want my Zoom chat, my Zoom special, I didn't want any dicks, cocks, penises, whatever you call it. I didn't want that on that Zoom Zoom feed. So I'm having people register. So it's not keeping you from showing a dick, but at least I'll know who you are when you do flash your dick and we'll be able to track you down and expose you and shame you for showing your cock to us. That's the only reason I'm making people register. So you can do that or you can email me Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Now, if you've listened, you know throughout my radio history, I tend to burn bridges wherever I leap. I get fired. I take it personally. But this last time that I got fired from Bubba's show, a lot of you guys expected me to just burn that bridge again. And I did not do that. Matter of fact, I think I've been pretty damn cool. In my opinion, I could be wrong, but the reason I was cool, I had a talk with Ron Bennington. And if you don't know who Ron Bennington is, he was the first guy that I ever worked for in radio 
on the Ron and Fez show. Both of those guys were instrumental in giving me the tools that I needed to be able to further my radio career. And right after I was let go from Bubba's show, after I was a complete asshole, and I don't want any of you guys, listen, I've talked to Bubba and he was still a little upset and it made me look at it. And yes, I was a complete a-hole whenever I got let go the last time. But you also have to realize, and I'm not making excuses for my actions because I'm kind of a new person and I don't like to blame people for things that I did. And I'll own that. I was a complete dick that day I came back from the mental institution and I got what I deserved. So there's no ill will or hard feelings against Bubba. But I talked to Ron Bennington and he said, listen, man, you got to stop burning these bridges because it's only going to come back and bite you in the ass. And it's going to limit you on the places that you could potentially be working at in the future. But when I left Bubba's show, I made an effort and I went the distance to make sure that I didn't talk crap or burn any bridges because that was my fault. I deserved to get fired after the way I acted towards Bubba. So I've been really cool. I think I've been cool as F, especially compared to the other times that I left Bubba's show. Because if you just went, well, you really can't go on my Twitter feed because I deleted every one of those goddamn posts because I said some pretty awful things about Bubba previous times that I was fired or let go from the show. So I'm on that new path. I am a new Tuttle and I hate talking about myself in third person, but I am a new person. I got a lot of DMs on my Twitter and Facebook telling me, oh, you wouldn't believe the guys on the Bubba show were completely running you down. Now, if you've worked in radio for any amount of time, you got to realize that listeners or people that follow you on social media, they just love to stir stuff up. So I didn't want to pass any judgment as soon as a lot of those people were messaging me and telling me this. I wanted to hear it for myself. Now, the old Tuttle would have flown off the handle. The Tuttle that used to be an alcoholic, the Tuttle that was on all the psychotropic drugs. Yeah, I would have flown off the handle. But new Tuttle wants to be friends with everybody he can because you don't want to burn those bridges because you don't know when you'll need them. Now, what was said wasn't that bad. It wasn't cool. I thought it was going to be a lot worse than what it was. But I'm going to play this audio for you and I'm going to be cool because I don't want to ruin my relationship that I built back up with Bubba. It's not on solid foundation. It's kind of rickety and old. It could be one of those bridges like that pedestrian walkway down in Miami that collapsed and killed all those people. I don't want to be responsible for that. So I'm going to be nice. I'm going to voice my opinion, but still save a little bit of face and not be a bitch. I don't know if we're going to talk about the title caper. What caper is there? Now, Seth, I like you. I really, really do. I have a lot of respect for you, and I'm just trying to help you out with what I'm about to say. But you've got to stop marking out to the chat room. And when I say mark out, that's the correct way to use the wrestling vernacular. Because when you use the wrestling vernacular like you do, it just doesn't sound natural, Seth. It comes off as you being passive aggressive and you making fun of the fans and the vernacular that Bubba has gotten them accustomed to. Just stay away from that. I'm just trying to help you out, Seth. Just him hit me up. I don't know. That's up to the sponge. Hitting you up for, for money? See, now, if I have heat with anybody, another wrestling vernacular, Seth, 
that I'm using in the correct way. If I have heat with anybody, it's definitely Dr. Dan. This guy acts like he actually knows me, but this guy acts like he's too good and never actually tried to get to know me. Dr. Dan does not talk to people unless they can do something for him. Now, I could be wrong. Maybe I was too much of an alcoholic or a degenerate that he didn't want to get to know me, but Dr. Dan never really gave me a shot. And I don't understand why Dr. Dan keeps consistently taking shots at me. That's like Brett Favre taking shots at Jay Fiedler from the Miami Dolphins in the early 2000s. It just doesn't happen. You're a doctor. You're a lawyer. You're respected in the Tampa Bay area. Why are you constantly taking shots at me? I must be in your head that much that a big dick millionaire like yourself consistently take shots at somebody that is an out of work terrestrial radio guy that has 20 years of experience that's been doing a podcast in a beat up 2006 PT cruiser in a place he calls the hobo fish camp. Now to your statement of saying, did I ask for money? Why would you make the statement? I asked for money. The only time I ever asked for anything the entire last decade that I was at the BRN was for a paycheck that maybe bounced. It was owed to me. So it's not like I was asking for a handout. And the only other time I asked Bubba for a favor was to borrow one of his crown Vicks when I crashed my PT cruiser into a palm tree by the studio. Kind of, kind of. To produce the shower show for, for podcast plugs. Okay, let's break this down. I might have made it seem like I wanted to produce it, but I was offering to help. And the only reason I offered to help, I heard the first couple episodes of the shower show and you were running down your support staff and the on-air people talking about how they weren't interested in things, Seth. And I was only trying to offer my services behind the scenes. I didn't even want to be on the air. And the only reason I asked for podcast plugs, I know the BRN does doesn't have the budget to pay for someone. So I was offering my services, which I have 20 years of broadcasting experience. And I thought you might be able to get some use out of that. And I didn't expect any money. So I was saying, hey, if I help you out, throw me some plugs for the podcast that I'm scratching for traction on. I don't know. I didn't know that the shower show needed produced. I didn't know that that was something. He never that, does it. I didn't know that, that that was something that he could circumvent you guys on and come right to me. Come on, I didn't do know it. that. I've worked with Bubba longer than you have, and I know Bubba doesn't like to be bothered with things. So I thought I could reach out to you and ask you if you needed help. But guess what? You didn't have the decency to at least text me back and say no. I thought maybe you had me blocked or you were just ignoring me, and I just brushed it off. I didn't say anything, Seth. But but you marked out to the chat room and you had to bury me for content. And that's what I'm using this right now for. I'm using it as content. So you really can't be mad at me because I'm doing the same exact thing you did to me. Well, yeah, you're right <laughs> on that. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm plugging <laughs> the podcast, and you guys are like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's your office. Once again, I've spent the last 10 years on and off at the BRN, and let's not act like ancillary people haven't plugged random stuff for their benefit. So why is it a big deal, Seth? You're making a big deal because you're using it as content just the way I'm using this as content for my show. You're right on that, but come out. 
Alvaro right here. Yeah. Are you saying I need him? No, then I didn't think that you did. There's another one right there if you want it. Seth, if you didn't need help, why would you run down the people on your show? Maybe you were doing it for content. Maybe I'm marking out to you and didn't know you were working a gimmick. Another wrestling vernacular that I'm using correctly, Seth. I well, I didn't I know like either, this. but you got to start taking his calls because now he's coming down you to the ancillary I just start peeling stuff if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. You might get to Anna. I, I've I've been around Tuttle before Car Car. I, I, I like, I think Lummy has less drama than Tuttle. I think that's probably, I think that's probably why it's a little easier to work with. I've worked with Tuttle before. We've had, we've had on-air battles. Gotta correct you, Seth. We've never technically worked with each other. You were sitting in on Drew's show one day because you were still at 97X and I was trying to call in and drum up some drama and that was the only time we technically were ever on the air together. We never got a chance to work with each other. We worked in the same building, but never on the same station or the same show. I mean, shit, if you haven't worked with Tuttle, you haven't even been on radio with Tuttle. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like uh, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Seth. It's not like any of the most successful radio guys in the United States haven't worked at numerous radio stations. You make it act like I've worked on so many radio stations above average than any of the other guys. I worked at my first radio station for two years. I worked at Real Radio for 10. I worked at The Bone on and off and Bubba Show on and off for 10 years. So I only count four radio stations, Seth. Everybody's working. Tuttle's a Kevin Bacon of radio. Everybody. There was one time, though. What up, sweaty? Tuttle was right here, plastered out of his mind and trying to talk. And I just felt sorry for him. Really? It just, it just was pathetic. Dr. Dan is so lucky he's dealing with the new Tuttle because there are so many things I could say that would make Dr. Dan look pathetic as hell. But I'm not going to do those. There's some stuff that I could tell you that would make him look like the biggest hypocrite that you've ever seen, but I'm not going to do that because I have respect for Bubba and I don't want to burn that bridge that I built up so far with him. It was just, it was just one of those things is what like, what was he on? Like pills? Fuck or knows, man. I think alcohol? Just alcohol and stupidity. Yeah, but Lummy's not, it's different. Well, Tuttle just seemed like he was like fucking lost. And, and Lummy's not really suicidal. Today he is. Once again, Dr. Dan going for the low-hanging fruit and trying to make a suicide joke or judge me for what I did in my past. Let's not act like people can't change, Dr. Dan. You're judging me on what I did in my past. You haven't seen me for a while. I've not been drinking. I've lost over 30 pounds. I went from 198. Hell, I weighed in this morning. I am at 166. Now, am I saying I'm in tip-top shape? Hell no. I did a lot of damage to my body, but compared to what I was, I am far better and more superior than the old Tuttle. So thanks, Dan. Thank you for judging me. Normally, love is not, you know... Oh, I love life. I didn't know Tuttle. I didn't know Tuttle got Drew fired. I didn't, if Drew got fired, that's Lummy's a happy guy. Tuttle's yeah. a sad guy. That's the difference. Hey, Doctor Dan, I'm just calling it and throwing it out there right now. I'm not hard to find. I'm not gonna fight you. I'm not threatening you. But if you got problems with me, call me on my phone. Bubba will give it to you. Anybody will give it to you. But why are you just constantly running somebody down that is trying to fix his life and make changes to better himself? Because the only thing I hear you ever say about me is to knock my dick in the dirt. And I don't understand that because you've never taken the initiative.
initiative to try to get to know me. I'm one of the hardest working guys that you'll ever meet. I go the extra mile and take pride in my work. That's what I do because I love what I'm doing. Because I can't say anything about how you're not successful because you are. You might be one of the most successful people I've ever met in my life. So when it's a comparison about what he has and I have, oh, Dr. Dan wins hands down all day. But when it comes to radio, that's my world. Might not be financially successful off of it, but that's my wheelhouse. And I can talk about that, Dr. Dan. And I just think you're trying too hard. No hard feelings against anybody. I respect Bubba. He's done so much for me in my career, even though I'm not working for him. He made me a co-host, gave me an opportunity not a lot of radio guys have given me, and I blew it. And I regret that. And I'm trying to make good for it. And if I never work for Bubba again, I will always respect him. You just can't take anything away from what Bubba has done in his career. There's a lot of these jobbers, another wrestling vernacular, Seth, that I'm using in the correct way. There's a lot of jobbers especially in Central Florida, that will never, ever be able to come close to the success that Bubba has on the national level. That's about it. I'm done ranting. I hope I didn't cross any lines. I love everybody there, and I'll talk to you in a few minutes. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash pedal on the radio. Total Wireless of Palm Bay has the best cell phone plans with no contract. And better yet, you can use any carrier network. Does your service from one of the big guys not work well for you? Are you paying too much? Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. Or if you're local, stop by and see them at 1851 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida. Right now, you can get the Samsung Galaxy A10e for just $29.99 when you port your number over with plans starting at just $25. Need a family plan? No problem. We have four $100 unlimited talk, text, and data. Restrictions apply. Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. The views expressed on the previous Tuttle rant are not necessarily those of the People's Second Republic Bank. Remember when you defaulted on that loan, or when you didn't pay your overdraft fees on time? We remember. We remember because we can't forget. So now we're armed with finger breakers and rib crackers to make sure you pay when we say, We're the People's Second Republic Bank. Try fucking with us now. In need of 93 pounds of shrimp and a drama derby gun? They've got it. What about 22 ounces of salmon and a case of goose stripper? They've got it. Or even a couple tuna steaks and a brick and tub scrub? They've got it. They got it because you need it. Cruise on over to Willie B's Seafood Clean, the only wholesale fish market and janitorial supply company in the world. Willie B's Seafood Clean. We be around. And now we continue with your regularly scheduled ranting and raving. Welcome back, guys. I mentioned yesterday how my dad had a doctor's appointment and I had a chance to romance myself because I've not been able to self-gratify myself. I haven't done that in a while. Now, yesterday, before I took care of business, I looked down right before I started uh, abusing my member and I looked and I'm like, holy crap, my pubic hair is way out of control. And when you grow a large 
large amount of pubic hair, your penis tends to look smaller. And I'm like, well, I got some time. I didn't mention this yesterday because I needed to edit and keep things down and condense it. Yesterday, I took the time to take everything down to the slab, even the sack. I shaved that thing until it was like a baby's balls. And don't, God, makes me sound like a pedophile when I mention baby's balls, but everybody remembers when they're a little kid before they had pubic hair, they remember what their balls look like. And I took it down and I got to tell you, it does make your dick look bigger. So I was able to take care of that. Now, I have a question for you, okay? I just turned 40 and I don't want you to think I have saggy balls, but why does it seem when you have hair on your testicles that they tend to sag more? Because ever since I I shaved them yesterday, my shit has been high and tight. And I don't know why that is. Is it because there's no hair on them and they are actually colder and that's why they pull up and retract? Because I haven't been that way in a really, really long time. And I'm just curious. There's no articles or anything. You get some really weird shit when you Google why are your balls tighter after you shave them? And you get some really weird stuff, I gotta admit. And I was just curious. If any of you guys have an answer to that, please email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. I wish that I could say that I'm shocked, but I'm not because as bad as 2020 has been so far with the coronavirus almost going to war with Iran, Kobe Bryant dying, fucking George Floyd dying, the dude up in Atlanta, all the protests, the riots, the looting, and now this. This is going to become a major fucking problem, people. I don't know if you heard about the African-American in California that was found hanging from a tree. The cops initially said that it was an apparent suicide. I don't know how you come up with that as soon as you take the body out of the tree and you're in the first thing you think of is suicide. But now there's a second person less than 50 miles away from there and a third person in Houston that was found hanging in a tree. This is only going to drive drum up the civil unrest between people, and it's just going to lead to bigger and bigger problems. After days of protests, we want justice! Whether we want it now! Authorities tonight, including the FBI, are now looking into the mysterious hanging death of 24-year-old Robert Fuller. Okay, they must have found out something or they're having second doubts because you just don't call in the FBI if you thought it was an apparent suicide. Plus, it doesn't help that there's a lot of angry people outside the sheriff's office complaining that you guys mysteriously and automatically went to a suicide. The initial reports appeared uh, to be consistent with a suicide. Um, but we um, felt it prudent uh, to, to roll that back uh, and continue to, to look deeper. First responders found him hanging by a rope around 3.30 a.m. on June 10th in the central square of Palmdale, California. There was nothing else found at the scene other than the rope, which was used to hang the victim, and... Um, the contents of his of his pocket. If you've been following me for a while, you know recently I tried to hang myself. And it's not an easy task to do. But that statement alone saying the only thing that was found at the scene was him, the rope, and the stuff that was in his pockets. Now, you would be able to easily tell if he climbed up the tree, tied the rope around the branch, and then jumped off. 
Because if he did that, it could have possibly pulled off his head from his body. It could have decapitated him for sure. And I'm not trying to be morbid or graphic or anything. I'm just being honest. If he did kill himself and he used something because you have to be up because you just can't tie a rope to a branch and hang yourself. You got to be up a little bit higher, tie the rope and then hang yourself. I don't know why I'm giving advice at this because I must be pretty bad at it because I failed and I'm doing this goddamn podcast at the Hobo Fish Camp. (laughs) So what I'm saying is they should be able to tell if he climbed up the tree and jumped off the branch because they'll be able to see the trauma in his neck. But what I'm saying is because that's the only way he could have done it if that was the only stuff they found at the scene as well as a backpack that he was wearing firefighters took his body down and then called the police now i say this all the time and i don't want to be that conspiracy theory guy but the more and more that i'm beginning to not trust our government they can lie to us all the time plus the media they don't work for us they don't tell the truth like they used to back in the day now i know the fire department and the paramedics had to cut him down they want to make sure that he's still not alive there might be a chance to save him. But you could have told. You cutting him down kind of compromises the crime scene. There's a lot of stuff that could have been told if you would have left him up there hanging. I know it's a bad thing to say and you want to be respectful to somebody's corpse. But what kind of evidence disappeared whenever they cut him down and just laid him on the ground? It just doesn't make sense. There's a lot of fishy things out there. Now, my theory is that this could have been a lynching. This could have been a hanging in our government and the media knows what type of problems this could cause if black men, African-Americans, or minorities started getting lynched and hanged all across the United States. Oh, you thought it was bad after George Floyd? Fuck me. We're all going to be in trouble. Investigators initially called it an apparent suicide. Bullard's family rejecting that assessment, and protesters have descended on the sheriff's office and city hall demanding justice. Okay, I like to give both sides. I wasn't suicidal. I thought I was fine. All these doctors pumped me full of goddamn drugs that didn't work well with each other. Plus, I was an alcoholic on top of that. And I just woke up one morning. I never in a million years thought I would have been to that point to even think about suicide. But guess what? I woke up that morning and it scared the absolute piss out of me, people. And I freaked out and I thought that was my only option. So you cannot make the assumption just because you didn't think your brother was suicidal you can't make that because a lot of people don't talk about it until after it's done or they they either survive or they kill themselves and that's how you find out that they were suicidal and now authorities saying they'll reach out to police in nearby victorville where another black man malcolm harsh was found hanging from a tree an investigation is ongoing. I find it kind of strange. I don't believe in coincidences. I just believe it's a pattern. And to have another case where another African-American was hung in a tree, it just looks a little fishy, people. I hope and pray to God that's not what it is because this is bad for America. And David, we've learned that the Attorney General's Office of California will monitor the investigation. And the FBI says that it could send in agents if it's determined that Robert Fuller was murdered, they'll want to know if it was racially motivated. It's getting late at night here. As you know, I record this podcast throughout the day. And I wanted to come out here and see because the guy that owns the park that I call the Hobo Fish Camp, we used to have lights all the way up and down this seawall. And the lights exactly where I fish at 
are out. All the lights are out. And I'm just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. I went to the front office and even complained a little bit. and said, oh, we called Florida Power. And I actually have a really good friend that is a big wig at Florida Power. And I gave him a call and he looked into it and he didn't know if there was anything wrong with it. So I just find it kind of weird exactly where my fishing spot is. The lights out. Now there's lights all the way down on the complete opposite end. I just find it curious that it's my spot. The one thing I have noticed since the lights are out here, there used to be a lot of these uh, night birds that would sit on the wall. And with the lights, you'd be able to see into the water. And they would sit out here and fish all goddamn night long. Sorry, I just drank a Coke Zero before I came out here. So yeah, they got lights down here. Uh, the park's actually starting to fill up a little bit. There's some new trailers in here, getting kind of full. My buddy Paul, he got himself a new trailer. Uh, the hippie couple that I talked to a couple weeks ago is still here. So I guess they're liking it so far. I want to thank all of you guys that have been listening to the podcast. Uh, the numbers were a little bit down last week, but, oh, man, the dolphins, or that's a tarpon. I don't know what the hell that is. Some just hit the top of the water. Uh, but back to what I was saying, the numbers have been pretty goddamn good this week so far. So I don't know what last week, I, I don't know what caused the numbers to go down. Maybe I was hitting a little too much of a serious topic, a week of topics. Oh, I, I uh, the workout routine has been going pretty well. Uh, I, I know I had mentioned that I was going to do the uh, Brad Pitt Fight Club workout. And the more and more I looked at it, that was pretty much impossible. Now, if I was getting paid a bunch of money to get fit for a movie role and that's all I had to do, oh yeah, I could definitely do it. Easily could do it. Because that guy was eating nothing but goddamn protein, working out probably about four or five hours a day. And he didn't get big. He kept it lean protein, light weights, high reps. And that's what I've been doing. I'm actually putting on some muscle. I don't want you guys to think earlier whenever I said I'm, I'm down to like 167. Uh, it took me a while to get down to the 160. I kind of plateaued pretty hardcore for almost a month in the low 170s. I just couldn't get past that. But for some reason, over the weekend, and I really didn't do anything different. It's weird. I think sometimes your body gets in shock when you lose some weight and your body's like, oh my God, this guy's starving. We got to hold on to some of this weight just in case. And I think that's how your body protects yourself in a bad time. Oh man, they got the Coke machines all filled up. Somebody, he must have made some extra money this month because he was able to get the Coke machine filled. Still nothing in the food vending machine. I, I don't think I've ever seen stuff in there. See if they got some of the new fishing guides here. Nope, no new fishing guides. Huh, that's interesting. I used to, they used to post them so you could grab them. My dad's buddy Mark came by today. Been having a problem with my dad's golf cart that he got from my uncle. Really nice uh, golf cart. Gotta be only a couple years old. But we've been getting a lot of rain and our shed has been kind of leaking a little bit. And the only thing I can think of is that the charger got wet. But I don't think that's it either. Because if any of you guys know anything about Easy Go golf carts, hit me up on any of my social media or my email, Tuttle at gmail.com. Because I'm getting that red light flashing on the charger itself. And it's not like a, a, a constant blinking red light. It's just one red light. 
stops, pauses for like four or five seconds, and then comes back on. So if any of you guys know, uh, I researched it, and they said it could be a bad contact or something in the cord. We had to replace the head uh, going out of the wall that you're getting electricity from because the old trailer had a short in it, and it burnt the head off. It came around the corner, and the damn shit was uh, smoking. So we replaced the head, and it's been working. So that could be it as well, too. Maybe I need to clean it out. Maybe I got some dirt in the connections. But if you have any tips, hit me up, please. I, I would love to help. I'm trying to save my parents some money here. But yeah, that's about it. I'll be back in a few minutes. I got some great stories around the corner talking about how NASCAR is taking it even one step further and put an African-American executive that was already with the company at a higher position to help their driver diversity program. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Compliments? Or do you just want to tell Tuttle to fuck off? In any event, contact Tuttle. Tuttle? at gmail.com. It's uh, Tuttle with two Ds, dumbass. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by stitchyouup.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. The preceding commercial uses spokespeople who are not spokespeople, but actual people who are spokespeople crazy. Tweaky Mendes here for McGuire's Bullets. COVID-19 doesn't have to keep you down. Quite frankly, it can actually uplift you a bit. How's that? Right now, you can legally, lawfully, shoot somebody. That's right, you can shoot anybody that comes onto your property. I've wanted this for years, and now we can do it. So if you come sniffing up on my property, best believe me, I'm gonna blow your tits clean off. What am I gonna use to do it? Maguire's bullets. Maguire's bullets. Aim for the skull. Harry Tyler for Maguire's bullets. Hi folks, please, contrary to what Mr. Sweet Tea Mendez says, you can't shoot somebody during COVID-19 and get away with it. You're gonna go to jail, okay? And if you're gonna do it, God forbid, use the other people's brands, not ours. We've got lawsuits mounting up, and though you would think they would go away with COVID, they're not. So please, use the other brand. But buy ours, we still deliver. McGuire's bullets, they still deliver. <laughs> All right, guys, time to wrap up the show. I wanted to hit one last news story. I've talked about it in the past week, but about NASCAR getting rid of the Confederate flag from all their events, especially on NASCAR property. Any of the tracks that are run by NASCAR, no Confederate flag. And a lot of the hardcore fans are fighting back on this. They think NASCAR is selling out. They're all saying, heritage not hate, it's Southern pride. NASCAR didn't give a damn about that. They want to go in a different direction because the hardcore fans pretty much gave up on the sport and stopped showing up for the races. And every week you would see half empty stands. 
when I grew up in the early 2000s, in the 90s as well, you never saw an empty goddamn seat at a NASCAR event. So you guys weren't supporting it. So they knew that they needed to bring in a new fan base. And that's the direction they're going in. A lot of people want to attack Bubba Wallace because he's bringing up race. You know that Southern pride you guys all want to bring up? Why can't Bubba Wallace be proud of where he came from. Why can't Bubba Wallace be proud of his heritage? It doesn't make sense, people. And NASCAR went even a step further because today, NASCAR appointed Brandon Thompson, who was an African-American gentleman, to vice president. This is a new position that was made, vice president of diversity and inclusion. NASCAR today announced the appointment of industry veteran Brandon Thompson to the newly created position of vice president, diversity and inclusion. In this role, Thompson was will lead the sanctioned and body strategy for diversity and inclusion, as well as programs and initiatives designed to champion and enhance diversity across the NASCAR industry. Thompson recently served as managing director of the NASCAR Touring Series, and in his new role, he'll be based in Charlotte, North Carolina. He'll report to Executive Vice President and Chief Marketing of Content, Jill Gregory. Thompson will oversee an existing team of NASCAR employees responsible for multicultural programs and initiatives initiatives, including the NASCAR Drive for Diversity program, as well as strategic alliances with Institute for Sports and Social Justice and Diversity. So this is a right step for it. Now, if any of these guys want to give you a hard time, because I saw a lot of famous athletes, a lot of famous people that are African-American attending the NASCAR race this weekend, and I'm glad to see it. But if you're just a regular Joe and you're African-American and you go to a NASCAR car race in one of these races want to give you a hard time i got the perfect kill shot now if you don't know what a kill shot is in radio a kill shot is when you come back with something that nobody has a response to and this is it i saw this the other day on tv and this is all you gotta say people why do you carry that flag because this is my heritage my family fought to save their farm under this flag who was working that farm? <laughs> i wish there was some more i could play but this guy completely locked up after this black guy came back with that response why do you carry that flag because this is my heritage my family fought to save their farm under this flag. Who was working that farm? <laughs> Alright guys, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Follow me on Twitter at Tuttle. Follow me on Facebook Facebook.com slash Tuttle. If you want to reach out, want to contact me, email me Tuttle at gmail.com. Make sure you follow all my social media and find out all the information you need to know for this Friday's Zoom party to celebrate my 100th podcast, guys. I'll be sending out the link and sharing it there. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketBearClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. 
Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceoverservices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.